I need to start today's episode of The Upside with an apology for making you think you have lost your mind. The topic on our board, on our little rundown that we look at while we're doing the show, says, Jay, colon, are you crazy? <laughs> I, made, I made so many people think that they were losing their minds yesterday because I screwed up editing the show, mm -hmm. yesterday's show, and I put something in yesterday's show that also ran in Monday's episode. So people were like, what is happening? But it was just enough. It was like, I think it was like three minutes of audio. So it was just enough audio to make you go, have I have heard, I heard this, this before? This sounds really fair. Did I? Am I having deja vu? Right. That is so weird. Everybody thought they were losing their mind, but you weren't. I do love that someone that sent that message to both of us of like, hey, am I crazy or is this happening? Ended it by saying, hey, just FYI, it was a great edit. It was so seamless. I couldn't even tell. So way to be upsidey on Jeff's mistake. <laughs> The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the kind and thoughtful listeners to our show who pointed out that I screwed up <laughs> in, the, in the most polite way possible, as Callie said. <laughs> My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for Carpet Cleaner. I feel like you need to voice an intro because that was part of the good part. The most fabulous prizes in all of podcasting land live right here. On Free Stuff Friday with Callie and Jeff. On, on a the, Wednesday. On a Wednesday. <laughs> on the upside. Uh, remind me why we're picking a winner today. Because we just didn't know how we were going to do it. So I just picked yesterday at noon to be the deadline. So we're announcing the winner today. Okay. Am I correct going forward that we're going to announce what the Free Stuff Friday prize is on Thursday? Mm-hmm. You listen on Friday to find out how to win, and you have until midnight on Friday to, to get your entries in, and then we announce the winner on Monday. Just one day? Yeah. Free stuff Friday. Okay, we'll talk about that offline and figure it out, and by Friday, you will know what the official rules are. But um, right now, we have a winner of our Calphalon set. I think it was valued at what, like 500 bucks or something like that? It was $479.99 worth of Calphalon <laughs> Premier Stackable Pots and Pans. The prize is provided by Calphalon. So thank you to them for that. And Jeff would like to call our winner, which is funny because I would not answer the phone if I were the winner because I would be screening my phone calls. But let's see. They might not. I they mean, win either way. Yeah. Jeff just wants to be like, hey, you, ask, you talk first. No, you talk first. I've done this a million times oh, with radio. You talk. Hello. Hey, is this Brittany? It is. Brittany, it's Callie and Jeff. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. We weren't planning on calling to tell you this. We were actually just going to message you, but you won the Calphalon set. 
That's awesome. Jeff was like, I think we should pick up the phone and call. And I'm like, isn't that weird? I bet she's not even going to pick up the phone because, you know, I screened my phone call. So I'm really glad that you didn't. And I typically, I typically don't. And I stepped out of a meeting. I was like, we're sorry that we interrupted your meeting and you can go back into your meeting and act like we just told you something very serious. And it was a very important call. It is absolutely very important. Congratulations. Uh, We will put you in touch with the people at Calphalon and they're going to mail this eight piece set of Calphalon premier nonstick cookware stackable. And and it's, it's a little late for this, but we have, we got ours a couple weeks ago um, and we love it and it's awesome. So we hope you enjoy it. Wonderful. I've actually been looking for some new pots and pans. So that's perfect. Perfect. Well, have a great day and um, say hi to everyone in your meeting. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bye. 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 Why do you, why do you, why? Why? That's, you didn't like that? I just think it's unnecessary. She was really sweet, but she's like, why am I being pulled out of a meeting? Like, we don't know what she does for a living. She could be like in the operating room and being like, oh no, maybe one of my kids is sick and leave the operating room. We're like, hey, we got some, you know, So you should have played the music that whole time. Oh, like underneath it? Like how, when we call people, when they win, um, the music automatically plays under it so they hear the music the whole time. They'll be like, wait a minute. Am I, am I being called? Who is this? Is this Bob Barker? No, he's dead. He is dead. Isn't he? I don't know. I think he is. Well, you should put a Google on that before you go killing people off. I think he's dead. Hold on. Bob Barker. Fun fact. Bob Barker. A different Bob Barker had a hot dog stand in Syracuse, New York. And David Muir and I both worked in downtown Syracuse and would meet at Bob Barker's hot dog stands for lunch occasionally in New York and Syracuse. Is it still there? Uh, I don't know. Bob Barker. Oh, still alive. Jeff? Yeah, he's alive. He's 96. He's six foot one and he's worth $70 million. 70? One. 71? No, 70 million. Yeah. Wow. What a great life. Hmm. And alive. I love Bob Barker. And alive. Sorry for saying you were dead, Bob. Okay. We never talk about news on this show. It's not what we do. But every now and again, things pop up. That need to be addressed. (laughs) One of them I sent to Jeff. Was I the one that alerted you to this yesterday? I had actually seen the headline earlier that same day, but I I was like, oh, that's funny, but didn't click on it because I didn't realize. How could you not click on it? That it happened a mile and a half from us. Oh my gosh. I, okay. So I frequently read the Daily Mail, which is my guilty pleasure if we're you know, I, I don't know anything about the sourcing of the Daily Mail, but I do know that I read the most entertaining stuff ever on there. It's almost is it almost like because I got caught up a lot on the Daily Mail trying to read stuff about the the whole Megan and Harry leaving the royal family mm-hmm. stuff. Is it almost like an online national inquirer of Britain? Is that kind of its angle? I don't know because they usually break they break news really quickly. Okay. So it's also news and it's not like an alien came down from space. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's major news. Um, it's, they, they, I don't know what it is or how it's sourced. Um, I think it's a huge, a huge thing though. Um, but they also have this random 
bit of really weird news that you would like never want to know, but you can't help but click on it. And I assume they put it in there for clickbait because it's oh. so funny. And I'm it's a really well built website because if you do find yourself there for something somewhat legitimate, there are 12 different things to distract you. And all of a sudden it's 1 a.m. and you've been reading the Daily Mail for seven hours. I read the front page of the Daily Mail every single day. Yeah. Just to see what I can figure out. And then if there's like something interesting or something that I think is cool, I'll Google it and find other sources and be like, okay, is this legit? Or right. is this like not legit? Like I don't, you know, live and breathe by daily mail, but it is interesting. And I saw on there yesterday and I screenshotted it and sent it to Jeff. They had a story about a jeweler in Sandy Springs, Georgia, that was robbed in the middle of the day, probably what, a couple miles from where we live, probably, our house? Probably a mile and a half, two miles from our house. Some people ran into his jewelry store and started smashing all of his cases to grab the stuff out and run. In the middle of the day, I yeah. think. Yep. And he was like eating lunch or something and started throwing pickle jars yes. at the thieves to get them out. And I don't know why I thought that was so funny, maybe because it was so close to our house. And I'm like, the guy owns a jewelry store and he's throwing pickles. I... Like, here's the, the, <laughs> like um, that is your best method of defense and you work at a jewelry store. Well, he didn't, it wasn't the pickles that he threw. It was the actual glass jars, <laughs> which says to me, the fact that he had multiple jars of pickles, he is my people. He's your people. I love me a pickle and especially the glass jar refrigerator case ones. I think they're, are they, they're Clausen? I don't, I don't know. know. Sorry, I keep, I keep thinking about a guy throwing pickle jars proper, and I can't stop laughing. I mean, it's not funny. He didn't but throw it, the jars. He swung the bag like a like a weapon, like a pickle nunchuck. A he, bag of what? Pickle jars. He came home. He walked into his store. His he walked into his own store mid robbery from the grocery store, and he had a bag full of pickles, <laughs> okay. and he just started swinging it at them and I, knocked one of them out. Like, this guy had, somebody had to go to jail and be locked up and have a cellmate say, how'd you end up here? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I robbed a jewelry store. And they're like, oh, tell me more. Like, imagining some Ocean's Eleven type, you know. Heist. Heist, where he mm -hmm. lowered himself in from the ceiling and all this other stuff. And he's like, well, I was there, and we were stealing all the expensive watches and all the expensive rings. And then a guy hit me in the face with pickles. An old man. <laughs> and then he sat on me until the cops came. And here That's I am. It's a great story. Like, good for that guy. Shame on the people stealing, because you shouldn't steal from other people. And, you know. That was the, funny. The people who ran, I think they ended up catching all three. Did they? Yeah. I didn't the, see that. They, they got at least two of them. But like the people who ran, like at some point they must have been running going, I can't go to jail is the dude who was brought down by pickles. Like the, the running must not have been, I don't want to get charged with robbery. Mm -hmm. It had to have been, I can't be. The pickle bandit. I'm a new the pickle bandit. I can't be that. I guy. am uh, a rule follower. We know this, but I can't imagine having the guts to openly commit a crime like that with the technology that exists today. Oh, the, like you, how does anyone get away with anything between DNA and cameras? I am. I would never commit a crime knowingly commit a crime. I assume that if I am. 
outside of my house, I am being videotaped somewhere, somehow by something. Oh, 5,000%. Because you watch enough crime TV shows and listen to enough crime junkies. Like how many people get busted, not because the surveillance camera at the jewelry store picked them up, but the gas station right. half a mile away where they stopped to go in and get an energy drink. It's like, wait a minute, that's the guy. That's why I'm so baffled when, and I was listening to a Crime Junkie episode, we're getting way off on a tangent here, but I was listening to a Crime Junkie episode this week and there's someone that almost vanished into thin air. And I'm like, how does that happen? You know, and then they're like, oh, well, there was a camera, but it happened to not be recording that night. I'm like, how do these criminals get so lucky as to no one just happens to, do you know what I mean? It baffles me. But don't you believe that when the cameras not just doesn't happen to be filming, that it's some sort of inside job? Um, not always. I do think some people get lucky, but I'm like, how lucky are you that you're about to do something terrible that there are normally cameras to catch and it happens to not catch you like that is crazy to me. And even if you know the cameras at that building, like everywhere has cameras. So how right. do you escape? I just don't know how you would ever do anything these days. The, uh, I'd be terrified. The second story that was so fascinating over the past day or two happened in New York City. A woman got hit by a car and it knocked her down and then actually halfway ran over her. The so video of this. She's trapped under the, mm -hmm. the car and the guy who's driving the car, the woman, uh, the, the driver jumps out in the, mm -hmm. to see what happened. And the woman is stuck underneath the car and the this this video that was shot from across the street from somebody's it's amazing video phone shows people coming from everywhere to lift up the car to drag her out which they did yeah a they, group of people got together and were lifting up the car it gave me goosebumps because i'm like man people at their instincts are awesome yeah but did you see the picture that happened five minutes later no, but I heard she was totally fine. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this woman got hit by a car because she stepped off the curb against the light while she was texting or scrolling through Instagram or something. Because there's a photograph of her five minutes later where the fire department has now shown up. They've got her on a backboard. They've got a neck brace on her. Okay. And they're doing all the checks. And she's on her phone. She's holding her phone above her head, strapped to a backboard, like texting somebody. And it's, it's, I'm trying to withhold judgment because she may. I would been, totally do that. I would be texting you. You would text me from a backboard? Yeah. You can wait until you get in the ambulance or to the hospital. Oh, no. I would be texting you immediately. Like, and my mom. Because here's the thing. Also, well, you give your phone to somebody and say, well, you call this number. Like, you can't be texting. On a I would totally be texting. Oh, gosh. But really? you married a millennial, so that's what you get. Of course. I would text you the second that I the second the that I was second, able to get have, my phone. Would you have texted me from under the car? Probably because I would have been scared, and I actually probably would have called you from and, under the car. Yeah, just so you could talk me down. Hello, <laughs> Jeff. Can you hear me, Jeff? No. I'm underneath a car. No. Um, you wouldn't call. I would call you because I would be so scared. I think I've called you before. And said, I'm okay, but, and then just started bawling because I was in a situation 
I don't remember that. I did you get run over while you were texting oh, and walking? No, but uh, I think it was when I hit when I scraped my car against the parking garage last year. Oh, well, and that- all I could do was start bawling, and I just called you, and I was like, <laughs> and I didn't have a reason to call you. I was just really upset and needed someone to comfort me. I would call you for comfort. Okay, well, we uh, cannot do this show without our ad partners, so let's take a quick second and say thank you to them right now. Rothy's has quickly grown to a most loved, gotta have them brand of shoes. And I'm not at all surprised that they have over 1,000 nearly perfect reviews. They're stylish, they're sustainable, they're comfortable, they're machine washable, all in one pair of shoes. I have three of the loafer style flats and I wear them nearly every single day. It's my go-to shoe for to and from work. You know, don't want to wear heels to my car in the parking lot. That's just not pretty. So I throw on my Rothy's. They're easy to throw in my bag and I wear them every single day. I also love that they are sustainable. Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills, which is absolutely amazing. Go to rothys.com slash upside to get your new favorite flats. Again, that's rothys.com slash upside. I was looking over the top Skillshare classes of the year so far, and several of them on the top list are dealing with productivity. So that's obviously a big New Year's resolution for people. If that's one of yours, let professionals teach you how to be more efficient and more productive. And you can take these classes absolutely free. You can do it on any device at any time on your own schedule. Go to Skillshare.com slash upside. And you know what? Put that website in your head, Skillshare. Put that in your head for when you are trying to learn something new. Don't just search YouTube for a video on it, take a class absolutely free from a vetted professional who knows what they're talking about, whether it has to do with productivity, the stock market, learning a new language, drawing something creative, starting a small business, Skillshare has you covered. Skillshare.com slash upside is the website. Two months premium membership, absolutely free for upside listeners right now. I'm really excited to welcome this advertiser to our show. It's an advertiser that so many of you have told me that you love, and you're going to be really excited that they're joining our Upside family. It is Thrive Cosmetics. So beauty products is what they do, beauty and skincare products, and they are both vegan and cruelty-free. They also have a super upside emission that you know that I love. For every product you purchase, Thrive Cosmetics helps women in need thrive by donating funds or products. And we're talking causes like to women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and women fighting cancer. They're also 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which you know that I love that they don't test on animals ever. Start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash upside and use the code upside for 15% off. That's thrive cause C-A-U-S-E medics.com slash upside and use the code upside for 15% off thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. Use the code upside. You know how there are certain things from your childhood that either your parents told you or were a really big deal when you were little and as an adult, you feel oddly guilty about them? Like, for example, uh, turning your light on in your car when someone else is driving. 
Oh yeah, at night or um, that was rolling. like when I was six. That was or eight. That was like a felony. Right, total felony. Also a felony to have the air conditioning on and your windows open. Oh my gosh, or, that would, like nothing would drive parents. my mom more nuts than having the air conditioner on in the car, but the window down. And she, my mom, was addicted to fresh air. Like even when it was 10 degrees out in the winter mm-hmm. in New York, the window in their bedroom would be open just half an inch, yeah. just enough because she just needed fresh air. Yeah. So I have come across one of those things and I think I'm pinpointing it to being a kid and this being a bigger deal, but it makes no sense. I was going, and it's it started with a text that you sent me, and I almost put this on Instagram and I didn't, which was, hey, did you know that you've been buying all of the Downton Abbey episodes when you watch them? And I said, well, yes, I, I did. And I also um, have been going on and seeing what movies are available, and sometimes they're only available like on demand, which is, you know, a rental price. No more than I think we probably paid at Blockbuster, probably like what, $3.99 or something like that. I bet yeah, I don't even know what a Blockbuster movie was back in the day. I think it was probably two to three bucks. It's, that seems like forever ago. Yeah. But F- four oh, beads love, and a beaver pelt. <laughs> love Blockbuster. So the other day I'm perusing and I really have a desire to see this movie. And it said $3.99 and I got to the pay page and I think my parents always told us when we were younger, you know, don't buy, you know, like if you're in a hotel, don't buy the movie. We don't need to buy a movie. See what's on, you know, what they offer. But you don't buy movies at hotels and you don't buy stuff with your cable at home. And so as an adult, I sat there for 10 minutes going, should I buy this? And when you said, hey, did you know that you you know, were charged for the Downton Abbey stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, am I about to be in trouble? Should I not have bought that? I wasn't telling you that you were charged for the Downton Abbey stuff to 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 get you in trouble for spending money. I just didn't know if you were like watching and watching and watching. And, and had didn't no awareness that I paid for it. Every season was dinging you like 12 bucks or whatever. Yeah, I bought the seasons. Also go PBS. Yay, woo. Um, but- I thought PBS is charging you? Isn't PBS who owns Downton Abbey? Yeah, it should be free. It's like Sesame Street. Okay. They may show it for free, but I feel like renting or buying Downton Abbey is supporting PBS. So I'm totally fine with it. But we should get a coffee mug or something. You want a coffee mug? Why don't you call them? Or a a canvas bag. (laughs) A canvas bag. Anyway, so. This season of Downton Abbey is brought to you by your support. Please call us and you'll get a canvas bag with a $10 donation to PBS. We'll be right back to more Downton Abbey. <laughs> You're so ridiculous today. Chef! <laughs> You're so bored by my topic. No, it's fine. I get it. You're stressed buying movies. <laughs> you don't care about this topic. We can move on. I was just thinking like, am I normal? Is this a normal thing? Like that I put so much that into a $3 movie when I'm an adult and I have a job. And no, throw, watch this. It's my own TV. We'll, we'll have voicemails in 48 hours for this. 800-434-5454. You are not alone. What childhood stress has carried you? into adulthood like is part of you still afraid 
that when you swallow an apple seed accidentally, then an apple tree is going to grow in your belly. Are you afraid of that? Yeah. How do you accidentally swallow an apple seed? I don't know. But if it happens, an apple grows in your belly. You've mm-hmm. never heard that? Uh, it's right. sounding vaguely familiar, but it's not something I think about when I eat apples. What childhood? What that your parents told you yeah. is has followed you as an adult. Right. That makes no sense. All right. This is the first time that I've gotten to talk to you since taking my mindfulness class Monday night. So I want to share what the experience was like because I'm shocked at how many people are interested in this. I got a ton of messages yesterday on Instagram, people asking, where's the class? What class is it? And I I was like, honestly, I don't even know. And I haven't gotten to hear how you like the class because Jeff was saving it for air. The class was, I think there's about two dozen people in the class. Okay. It's um, like, it's just people. Like Mm -hmm. there's no, there's not, uh, there's not like a category of people. Like it wasn't super hippie. It wasn't super wealthy. It wasn't super, uh, whatever, like yoga E it Mm -hmm. was, it was just, it was, it was just people. And let me actually back up a little bit. Mindfulness is, is new to the West. It's practiced in the East, right? But it's new to the West. And it's basically using the non-thinking part of your brain. Okay. So most people go through life on some sort of like autopilot. So Mm -hmm. you just know either what to expect or to how to be prepared for what might you might not be for anything, right? Mm-hmm. For making a sandwich. You make a sandwich, you know what it's going to feel like, you know what it's going to taste like, you know what it's going to, like, you just know. Right. That's the thinking part of your brain. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole other half of your brain that's just an awareness part that you can strengthen if you can pause the thinking part of it. So rather than like- It's like an art. Yes. So I think when I stick with this in eight weeks, when I'm done with it, I'll have a better explanation Uh because it's hard for me to even explain it right now because I haven't experienced it, but it's having almost an awareness and also I think an appreciation of how the sandwich feels in your hand and how the cold cut on the sandwich tastes with the crisp lettuce and the mayonnaise and the cheese and the whatever. And just more of a, it just allows you to be more present Mm -hmm. in the moment. And I think what that ends up doing is subconsciously it alleviates stress and turmoil because you're pausing the thinking stuff. You're, right, which is also the judgment part and the, yeah. Because, yeah, because stuff, your brain is always being trained mm-hmm. no matter what, even when you don't think it is. But if you can give it a little break from that, that's what I think, yeah. So the goal isn't to hold a sandwich every time and be like, wow, the meat in this sandwich. <laughs> right. Really, it's to be more present in the moment and not be so all consumed by stress that cause you, causes you anxiety. Exactly. Yes. One of the first things that was presented to us was a challenge to let go of three things. And those three things are judgment, 
comparison, and fixed ideas about the way life should be. Wow. So let go. If you're truly being mindful, you're freeing yourself from judgment. You're not comparing yourself or anyone else to anything else. And you've removed all fixed ideas about the way life should be. And if you successfully do that, then you will, that's a key to, to mastering mindfulness because Mm -hmm. so much of what runs through your brain is comparison or judgment or things not being the way you think they should be. Absolutely. And uh, she explained it where I was like, whoa, that makes so much sense. Like if you're in a room, if you're in the waiting room of the doctor's office and it's really hot or really cold and you think, God, why do they keep it so cold in here? You know, everybody's in here sick. It should be warmer. You're not actually upset that the room is cold. You're upset that the room is not meeting your expectation. It is so funny that you are saying this because you were the second person to learn that, that particular lesson this week, totally unrelated to that. Really? Yeah. One of um, my coworkers went to the Oprah Oprah's event last weekend. Oh, yeah. And she said that one of her, she was telling me about all of her takeaways. We we're talking about it for so long. It was so fascinating. And she said one of the things that Oprah talked about is that stress happens when things don't go the way we think they should. Right. So if you're late and you're stuck in traffic, it's not because there's traffic. It's because you're late and things because aren't going how you think they should go in your head. So they're not, not meeting your expectation. Yes. She just said that to me two days ago. Isn't it fascinating? Because it's a fascinating when, way to look at the world. I when, mean, when the, instru- yeah. when the instructor brought up the air conditioning and just saying, if you're sitting in a room that's too hot or too cold, you're not mad at the temperature. You're mad that the room is not meeting your expectation. And if you want to shift your perspective, think about the fact that somebody else in that room could think that it's the perfect temperature. Mm-hmm. And somebody else in that room could think it's the opposite of what you think it is. So while you're thinking it's too cold, they might be thinking it's too warm. Nobody's right. There is no proper temperature to the room. Mm-hmm. So if you can remove your fixed idea of the way you think the world should be, and if you can remove comparison and judgment, then all of a sudden you're removing these unnecessary stressors out of your life that you have no control over. Yeah. And that, I believe, is how it ends up changing the chemistry in your brain because constant stress is is going to wear down your, you know. Well, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's going to wear, just wear you down in general. So I um, am really, really committed to stick to it. So I have to do, I have homework. I have to do what's called a body scan, mm-hmm. which is where you just, it's a guided meditation where you just lie on the on the floor she warned us not to do it on a bed or a couch. And you just like lie on a towel or a yoga mat on the floor and, and you just listen to 
this guided meditation where you check in with every inch of your body. I'll do it with you. And you can't do it with somebody else. Oh. So, well, I guess you could. You could just be in the room, but like we can't talk through it and stuff. No, I know, but we do that in yoga. Oh, okay. For 40 minutes? No, not for 40 minutes. It's against this time, but I'm saying I feel like I know enough about the about the exercise to be able to lay next to you oh, and yeah. also do it. Got it. Um, I think, I mean, no offense, but I think I have to do it alone. Yeah. I'm not because if, if I heard you sniffle or sneeze, it or, would pull you out of your, yep. yep. And, it, and it's already so hard for me. Yeah. Well, I'm really proud of you. I'm excited to see how this unfolds. And if you stick with it eight weeks. Yeah. I'm definitely going to stick with it because so many people in the class when we were like kind of doing an introductory thing, going around the room, introducing ourselves, so many people in the class said that they were taking it for a second time because it changed their lives. I want to end the show today by talking to you about something briefly. It's like a little homework assignment. And okay. I want to give you homework. And then anybody that's listening, if you want to do this too, uh, Monday, I told, um, I said on Instagram that I had the most riveting conversation with four women, three other women that I work with. And it was one of those things where you don't intentionally get into a deep conversation, but it evolves that way. And then it's been two hours and you're like, wow, where did the time go? That was incredible. Was one of the women, the one of the ones who went to the Oprah thing? Uh-huh. I bet that you are not the only person who post Oprah event got into deep dives with girlfriends. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard not to, because I think, um, I think a lot of people were inspired by it. A lot of people went, it was in Atlanta this last weekend. I know they did 13, Nashville a couple days before that. 13,000 people yeah. were at the Atlanta one. So we started talking and Robin, who is my boss at work, was telling me something that she learned. And she speaks on a regular basis with what she calls a human behavior specialist. So it's kind of like this woman gives her, um, it's kind of like, I think she gets out of it kind of what I get out of it in therapy. Like this woman always gives her homework and prompts and things. And she does a lot of deep diving within herself. And she will frequently tell me, and I got her permission to share this. She will frequently tell me what her assignment is and we'll either talk it out or she'll ask me what mine is or whatever. And she, uh, gave me her prompt for this week that she's working on. And it inspired this incredible conversation with this woman. And we all went around and said what our four is. The question is what four things do you have to do in a day to get to the end of that day and say, wow, that was a really good day. And it's a hard question. I came up with three. Is that is that our homework? The homework is, yeah, what four things at the end of a really great day for you, what four things made that a great day? So that could be like, I had a release of energy of some kind. Like I, I worked out. Um, it could be, I met with a friend and had personal time with a friend. It could be, I had one-on-one -on -one time with my spouse. How specific be, is it? Does it have to be like, I saw this friend or can it just be? No, it's generic. Okay. I had a connection with a friend that really made my day feel fulfilled. Got it. Okay. I had, was, uh, really successful in a work project that made me feel fulfilled. So four things that when you have a really incredible day, what four things, contribute to your idea of a perfect day. Perfect.
So come up with it. So, tomorrow you have 24 hours. I have a lot of homework. I've got my body scan and now I've got <laughs> this, this essay question apparently. Well, everybody does. Cause yeah, if you're listening, think about it. Think about the four things that make up, you know, the, the greatest day. What did I say? That what would, what needs, what ingredients have to go into a day in order for you to call it a great day when you put your head on the pillow things. at night. Four things you have to come Four up with. Four things. And I think you will be really impressed when you start thinking about them. I think it'll really um, ignite something that's fun for you to think about with the people that you love and that you interact with every day. And we will continue that conversation tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Can I tell you something from my mindfulness class that's going to shock you? Always. They, one of the exercises, the instructors, they passed out a food. Everybody got the same food. And you had to be mindful about this food that everybody's had before. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay attention to the, the the feel of it and the smell of it and the look of it. You even had to like put it up to your ear and like move it between your fingers to hear if it made a sound. Okay. So you had to be really mindful. Guess what the food was? What? Raisins. No. Did you have to eat it? Yes. How what was do, it? What do you know about me and raisins? Jeff thinks raisins are devil turds. And guess what? It actually wasn't that bad. Oh, really? When I finished the whole exercise. I won't go get an oatmeal raisin cookie. I wonder why they why they picked raisins. Well, it's such th- a controversial food. But think about it. There's so much texture. There's so much color. There's so much scent. It's They're kind of squishy, so there's a sound. It's perfect food to use for that. Ooh. If it's for me, I'm doing like a steak and baked potato. <laughs> In your ear, a baked potato up to your ear? Yes. Oh, sounds so good. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, it's Liz. I think Kelly's response to the person on social media was perfect. And I don't, and I follow you. Obviously, I listen to the show. I follow both of you on Instagram. And Kelly, I don't think you're fake. I think the upside of the situation is that you were able to respond to a troll in such a way that you found your value, you knew your worth. And you were not going to let someone treat you like a doormat. So I think no matter, there's lots of different ways to respond to things in an upsidey way. And it doesn't all have to be sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes it can be a really strong backbone and some self-confidence. So that's it. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. When it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Bedding literally owns it. Every sleep solution is American-made in their very own state-of-the-art factory in Phoenix, Arizona, where they custom craft a mattress just for you. Two brothers, John and Rob Merwin, started 25 years ago as master craftsmen, learning everything there is to know about building a quality mattress. Now, we've been sleeping on the Elite Spartan by Brooklyn Bedding, featuring individually encased coils of proprietary comfort foams with a smart fabric cover. What makes the Spartan so advanced? Well, it absorbs your body heat, it transforms it into far infrared rays of energy, and they get emitted back to you for a far more restorative sleep. 
The Spartan also has Titan Cool, which responds to individual body temperatures to give you the perfect sleep environment. What I know is that it is so soft and so comfortable, I'm sleeping like a baby. If you want that experience, if you want the best sleep ever at factory direct prices, go to brooklynbedding.com. Mattresses start at just $499, and you'll save 25% off every order with the promo code UPSIDE25. It's brooklynbedding.com, promo code UPSIDE25, American-owned, American-made, and they own the sleep solution because they own the factory. Um, I'm five, and I'm five, and I'm living Brooklyn, and uh, y'all are the best, and y'all, I, I like your show, and, and we listen to them every day. And I hope they'll do more. I bye bye. Love you. Hey, this is Steph. You're probably gonna get a lot of these calls, but I listened to that yawn segment. I think I yawned like thirty six times. I'm tired from yawning. I yawn so much. Love the show. Have a good one. Okay, guys, so when you want to announce your pregnancy to your parents, because you're going to get pregnant, I want y'all to take them to dinner. And when the bill comes, Jeff grabs Bill and says, the dad always pays. Won't that be cute? Bye, guys. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Callie. This is Christina from Fayetteville. I'm just calling in regards to the gentleman um, making the comments on Instagram about Callie's visit to her high school. And I just have to say, like, Callie's response is just showing that she's human and that attacking someone on social media, especially when, you know, young minds like high school students can see this and it can change their perception on what she just spoke about, like, she was sticking up for herself and good for her coming from somebody that dealt with, you know, friends, friends picking on me in high school and now getting older, like learning to stick up for myself. She has every right to protect herself, protect everything that she stands for. And that doesn't mean that she's not an upside person. I completely understand why you said you well, what you said and keep going. Just keep going and be you. Hi, this is Chris from Monticello, Georgia. We can't confuse being an upsider with being a doormat. Callie, I'm so proud that you stood up for yourself and whoever was calling you out for being fake, well, that's not being on the upside. So um, I'm just so proud and so glad that you stood up for what you believe. Have a great day. Bye. Who 